Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Welcome to this worship podcast, a ministry of St. Paul Lutheran Church here in Davenport, Iowa. I am Katie Warren, one of the pastors here, and I'm so glad that you have tuned in today, both to hear beautiful music and to reflect on God's love, and also maybe most importantly, to be reminded of our connectedness, no matter what distance you might be from the Quad Cities. So thank you for truly being part of the body of Christ and this community of faith Uh, today as you're tuning in. In just a minute, we're going to hear a few words from the New Testament, Paul's letter to the Romans. And these verses might sound familiar to you. You might know them quite well, actually. They're often read at funerals or times of deep struggle when we remember God's goodness and sustaining love for us. 
it really is this powerful reminder that nothing in our lives can do anything to keep God from loving us. So as you listen, I want you to pay attention a little bit to those last couple of verses especially, particularly listening for that word convinced. You might even take a moment to pause and consider, what are you convinced of in your life? What is the absolute guiding truth for you? We'll think a little bit more about that in just a minute. But first, here are some words from the letter to the Romans, chapter 8, beginning with verse 26. Paul writes, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? He who did not withhold his own son but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. But no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So with that, let's take a listen now to a reflection on this passage and just what it is we might consider that we're convinced of when it comes to matters of faith. Well, for the better part of the last decade, a woman by the name of Suzanne Fernwell has been conducting, I guess you could call it research. Uh, She lives in a rural area about an hour outside of Columbus, Ohio, And she has been using just this simple audio recorder to document noises that she's heard from her own backyard. And at this point, it amounts to something like 20,000 hours of recordings. And that, combined with her own firsthand encounter, has led her to one major conclusion. That Bigfoot is living near her home. (laughs) Suzanne is part of the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, which is a real thing. And as she describes it, several years ago, she first saw this about seven and a half foot tall, hairy beast scamper through a wooded area just a few miles down the road from her home. I know what I saw, she says, and it was Bigfoot without a doubt. And since that initial sighting, she spends most evenings at a small kind of campfire that she's set up 
right near the woods behind her house. She starts the recorder and listens for howls or other noises. And last July, actually, the evidence mounted further. At 3.42 a.m., one Saturday morning, there was suddenly a loud howl followed by a chorus of coyotes and then more howling again. And thankfully, she got it all on tape. So she took this recording to a naturalist who works at Mohican State Park just outside of Columbus. And they compared the noises on this recording to that of animals that are native in the area. And the conclusion was that these sounds were most closely sounded like an alpha male coyote. So it was calling its pack and they were responding. But the naturalist was quick to say that it was not an exact match. So they couldn't be certain of what exactly they were hearing. As for Suzanne, she is sure. The evidence speaks for itself. And so when she was a keynote speaker at a national Bigfoot convention earlier this year, which is also a real thing, she, said that she had this to say, you can call it Bigfoot or Sasquatch or Yeti, call it whatever you want, but I know what I have seen, what I have heard, and I'm convinced Bigfoot is out there. Well, I am not here this morning to try to convince you of Bigfoot's existence. I can't say I'm entirely convinced myself. But at least after reading this woman's story, I am inspired or maybe intrigued by her convictions. She is sure of what she has experienced, and she's willing to name it to anyone who will listen. It does make me wonder a little bit, what am I convinced of in my life? What are any of us absolutely sure about? If you start to think about it, it's not really easy to truly be convinced in that sense of the word. I'm certain that mint cookie crunch is absolutely hands down the best ice cream flavor at Whitey's, but really that's more of an opinion or personal preference than fact. I'm pretty sure If I buy a lottery ticket on my way home today, I will not wake up a millionaire tomorrow, but there's always a chance, however slim it might be. When you watch TV, there are all sorts of commercials that will get to try to get you to buy all sorts of different things or tell you that now is the perfect time to buy new carpeting for your home and we'll throw in free installation just to really sway you. But I think that's just more good marketing more than telling us a very certain truth. Well, if the Apostle Paul had anything to say about it, you might find his answer in this New Testament letter to the Romans that we just heard a moment ago, some of his most well-known, beautiful, often quoted words. And here he asks this kind of rhetorical question. If God is for us, who could be against us? Who will separate us from the love of God? Well, Paul goes on to answer his own question and says, I am convinced that neither death nor life, 
nor angels, nor rulers, nor the present, nor the future, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. I am convinced, Paul says, absolutely certain that the love God has for us is greater than any struggle we may face, any fear we may have, God's love is patient enough to overcome any particular indifference we might be content to live with. It's bigger than any division or disagreement between people or nations. Paul says God's love moves beyond our past mistakes that we feel like we might still be atoning for and is already forgiving us for the countless ways we are sure to fail in the future. This word that we hear as convinced in this passage is sometimes translated as uh, persuaded from the Greek. It has this implication that to be persuaded of what's just been stated, there's, there's been some kind of personal experience, some proof right before us. Like we've seen it with our own eyes or we're confident of what we know because we've felt it firsthand. So Paul is saying, I have been persuaded to know that God's love is more powerful than anything else in the entire world because I have felt it. I've experienced it for myself. This same word only shows up a a couple other times in the New Testament, and in each case, it's always in reference to either God's love or God's presence in our lives. It is the one thing Paul is absolutely sure of, And it's the one thing Paul wants us to be certain of, too. In reality, it's sort of in our human nature to want as much certainty as we can have. I was listening to a podcast earlier this week that talked about a recent study where researchers divided participants into two different groups. In one group, they were told, each person uh, was told that they would maybe have a 50% chance they would receive this small electric shock. And the other group was told that they had a 100% chance of receiving this same shock. What they found was that the group who was told they only had a 50% chance was actually more stressed, more fearful than the group thinking that they were about to receive, there was a 100% chance that they were about to receive this shock. It's a little baffling, isn't it? that we crave certainty so much. We'd rather be sure of a bad thing about to happen to us than live with any uncertainty at all. Some might say when it comes to our own understanding of faith, that there is no way to be certain of what we cannot see. But what I think Paul is trying to tell us here is that you can be convinced of God's love because it's something you feel, something you experience, you know. As Christian people, we believe that God loves us. One of the first songs we teach our children is, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. But I I would hope that children and people of all ages We know God's love not just because of what Scripture says, but because we notice it all around us. 
We see proof all over. We know God loves us because we're surrounded by a community of people who remind us of that fact when we're prone to doubt. We know God loves us because we are offered forgiveness again and again and again and again. We know God loves us because God meets us in the depths of our own struggles or fears or grief and says, you are not alone. There are plenty of things we can never be totally certain of or just can't be confirmed fact. There's plenty of times when two people might see the world entirely differently and both be absolutely sure that they're right. Just flip some evening between CNN and Fox News and see how they talk about the same topic but come to very different conclusions. Or so many of the divisions in our larger Christian church They start with two people reading the same scripture, coming away with very different ideas of what it says. Both convinced that they are living or speaking God's honest truth. And sometimes there can and and should be a delineation between what's right and wrong. But what I think Paul would have us walk away with today is to let the certainty of God's love be our guide. At the end of the day, God loves the person I disagree with and who I know is wrong no more and no less than me. I choose to have a faith that's sure of at least one thing, that no matter who you are or what you believe or what consumes your thoughts, there is absolutely nothing that separates us from God loving us just as we are. I don't know what convictions you might say that you hold today. All sorts of things, perhaps. Maybe you're sure, too, that someday we will find Bigfoot. (laughs) Maybe you know without a doubt that pineapple definitely belongs on pizza or some other uh, unpopular opinion. But if you could let yourself be convinced of just one thing today, I hope that it's this promise that absolutely nothing changes God's love for each and every one of us. That the power of God's love is both this guiding force and the central tenet of our faith. I hope we don't just believe that the love of God makes a difference in this world, but I hope we are convinced of it. Amen. Oh, it's
We'll turn now to God in prayer, speaking those words Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Well, I am confident today that you have all sorts of opinions, perspectives, thoughts, even guiding principles. But if you are convinced of just one thing today, may you be certain of God's love for you. May you be reminded that there is absolutely nothing that separates you or anyone else from God's abiding and powerful love. May that knowledge bless you today and every day. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way, you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.